Welcome. Welcome to the Better Than Yesterday Everyday Podcast, where we cover anything related to behavior change that will increase your long-term wellness and happiness. And now, here are your hosts, personal trainer and RNs, Matt and Jenna Lane. What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Better Than Yesterday Everyday Podcast. I'm so fired up for today. We got Josh Kirsch back on this bad boy. Hey. Yes. This is so awesome. Episode 17. This is the first guest that we've had on the video version of the podcast. If you're you're listening to this, go check it out on YouTube at the BTYE podcast YouTube channel. Jenna, how you feeling over there? I think I'm dying. Why are you dying? (laughs) I, I started a new workout program and I just finished it about 30 minutes ago and it's legit. Good. Good. Adaptation. I like it. Yeah. And I, I need a, a brace or something to support myself during this podcast. It was a core day. I like it. <laughs> Guys, before we dive into the show, if you leave us a honest review on iTunes, whether it's positive or negative, let us know if we suck. We're good with that. If you drop that review and drop me a line at mattlanefitness at gmail.com, we will send you a BTYE podcast t-shirt. Although I guess if it's a negative review, review you probably don't want a t-shirt <laughs> regardless. Um, we had Josh on pre- in a previous episode sort of talking about his story, his process, his evolution, which was, it gives me goosebumps to think about it. I loved it. And Let me just interject sure, for a second. Sure. Um, that t-shirt offer is good until October 16th of 2019. Every time. Every time. Thank you, Jenna. I appreciate it. All right. Back on track. Yes. So we had Josh on previously to talk about his story, his evolution. And we, Josh and I have been hanging out. He's been teaching me the ways of strength and powerlifting. And we've had these like awesome conversations around strength and fitness and ideations and all this stuff around fitness and we wanted to have him back on to talk about strength and functionality. And we just want to see where this conversation goes, and I'm super excited about it. But before we dive into it, hey, we're going to hit you with a gratitude point. At the top of every show, we hit you with a gratitude point, something that we find either very, very big or very, very small that we're grateful for. It gives us beautiful perspective. And I'm going to put you on the spot, brother, if you have one. Gratitude point. Man. Um, yeah, life. Thankful for another day. Um we recently lost Franco Colombo. Mm, sucks. Last week, yeah, man. Uh, swimming, like what a way to go out. So random. Yeah, like I mean, he wasn't. It wasn't super old. He was, you know, still fairly in shape. He was freaking Franco Colombo. He was a, car- was a chiropractor. So if anybody that's out there that does not know who is Franco Colombo, he is Arnold Schwarzenegger's best friend, yes. lifting partner. They competed together. They pushed each other. They came to America together mm-hmm. and started their lives. Franco was in, he was in movies. He was in cameos. I mean, he was really, really big in the, yep. in the bodybuilding world. And uh, he was a power lifter. He yes. was actually stronger than Arnold. Yes. He was actually the first, uh, quote unquote power builder. I mean, he was really, a, he was a competitive bodybuilder, professional yeah. okay. bodybuilder, well, yeah. and then competed in powerlifting, you know, sanctioned meets. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was probably the first, uh, he was a pioneer back in the day. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just thankful for another day, man. Like I, I woke up this morning. Thankful for that. Honestly. Mac- macro. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Hit us with yours. Get it. Hey, it's my turn. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> um, so going back to me feeling like I'm dying, um, I've been putting off downloading this app and doing this workout for like a year. Um, 
and I decided a couple of days ago to just suck it up and download it and start this workout program. And uh, it's tough, but I've done two days of it. I'm still alive. Um, and I'm sucking it up. Good. Suck it up, buttercup. You've been saying that lately. Yeah. It's your version of toughen the fuck up. Yeah, because I give in to that weak Jenna mindset quite often. Um, like I'll decide to do something, be really motivated and then nearly immediately be like, Oh no, it's too tough. It's too hard. That higher self, lower self thing. Yeah. Yeah. So day two, one day at a time. Well, mine's, mine's kind of, mine's kind of macro. I, I'm at my absolute happiness when I'm here, when I'm doing this, when I'm with you, when I'm around you, when I am with my people, what I'm doing, what I'm doing right now, I've won. Like it's pivotal. Like it's the absolute pivotal point of my happiness. And I hope that you can do the same thing. I hope that you can find your pivotal happiness point and I'm at it. And I, I'm, I'm grateful for that. I wouldn't have realized that a few years ago that this yeah. is why I'm happy. Yep. To quote the office, I wish you knew they were the good old days when they were happening. <laughs> yeah. I wish I, somebody <laughs> should write a song about that. <laughs> That's so funny. It's true. I wish, I wish you, what was it? What was the exact line? I wish you knew you were in the good old days when you were actually in them. Yep. Right? Yep. Good old Andy. I think Kevin should sing it though. Yes. That would be great. Yes. So we all sort of have our own little pieces of this strength and functionality, functionality that we want to talk about, but we're just going to let this conversation roll. So let's dive into it. I mean, where do you want to start, Josh? You're the expert um, in this authority. And I am far from being an expert. Um, I just have a very mild grasp. You know <laughs> you know more than me, uh, okay, right? Yeah. You know more yeah. than her. So you are the Certainly author- more than me. <laughs> you are the authority figure here. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm a student of the game. We talked about this the last time we yeah. lifted. Um, like that's that's why I'm so, you know, passionate and have so much knowledge about this is I I constantly try to learn. Like right. I I watching videos on YouTube constantly. I'm reading anything I can get my hands on. Like I need to, I need to learn all about strength and functionality. Yeah. And I think a lot of times people, people try to separate the two. Uh, so people think there's strength and then there's functionality and that sometimes they can't really be correlated or connected. Um, but they really can, um, Mm -hmm. you know, one benefits the other simultaneously. They, they work together. You can't be strong and not be functional. I mean, you, you can be, but you're going to be very static. You're going to short, you think you're going to shortchange yourself. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're going to get really, you know, tight and not, not be able to move and not yeah. be able to be flexible or go through your day to day stuff easily. Your quality of life is not going to be as good as it could be if you were functional, if you were a little more, more mobile, if you right. could do Makes sense. certain, you know, functional things. Yeah. I love it. Um, let's see. So typically functionality is thought of as like hit or full body, uh, whereas strength is thought of as like the, the gym bro split. And so, the, the hit for anybody who doesn't know, high intensity, high intensity interval training. So CrossFit style, yes, uh, time type stuff. And that was another point. Uh, functionality is also thought of as CrossFit, which, yes, some of the moves are the same. So, you know, sandbag carries or you know, pull-ups, push-ups, certain body weight movements for time. But CrossFit is more of a, a competitive uh, theme to it. So even if you're not, you know, in the games or competing for the games, if you're just in your local box, your local CrossFit gym, it's a, a group 
style competition. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's it's scaled per person. So bring it know, to you. Mine would be get mine, all get all within it. Mine would be a little uh, a little harder than say Jenna's or even you know say Matt's if we're in a different weight class or something like that. Sure. But it's you know functionality functionality isn't CrossFit where you know functionality can be for time. It can be for rounds. You can do certain types of movements you know in your workout that would be a full body workout considered a full body hit you know circuit style workout and it's still not be crossfit so you're not doing you know clean and jerk snatches you know running for miles on end for right. time for rounds well and you know on that so i've started lifting with josh and he's coming up on a competition so things are start they're going to be getting tighter here and i won't be lifting with him as much but after about a month, month and a half from now, we're going to sort of dive in together. And um, the first day that we went and actually deadlifted with the idea of strength in mind, because all I've ever done is like her hypertrophy, bodybuilding, uh, hit type stuff, just trying to look pretty. I didn't really think about the realm of strength and cardiovascular endurance. And, you know, because you see these strong men or these power lifters and most of them are like gigantic dudes like they're really 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 big dudes and you look at them you're like are you are like are you in shape are you not in shape when they could really pick up a house Mm -hmm. but I was very surprised with how much I was sweating even with having very long periods of breaks in between and it's you know a a big joke in the fitness world is you know powerlifters don't do cardio right and that's 100% 100% true. Right. Yeah. I don't do cardio. <laughs> right. You will never catch me on a treadmill. You are never catch. If I'm running for any reason, I'm out of ammo and you should probably fucking run too. <laughs> Straight <laughs> up. Okay. But, there, you know, you put, you know, kind of going off like percentages of your, your one rep max or your, your maximum, maximum effort attempt. Yeah. You put 75 to 80% on the bar, do it for a double or possibly a triple. Yeah. Your heart is pounding. Yeah. I mean, you get done, you, you get the bar off you and you're just like, oh my God. Yeah. Like what happened? It was taxing. Let alone you're in a, a hypertrophy strength block or hypertrophy block in your training mm-hmm. and you've got a, you know, sets of eights or nines or you know tens, twelves possibly. That's dear God. Yeah. You are sweating. You are, your heart is pounding. Yeah. You may not be in quote unquote good cardiovascular shape what the general population thinks of. So yeah, you, you probably couldn't run a 5k or a marathon, but your heart is still healthy. It's still pumping. It's still cardiovascularly health of yeah. in a medical standpoint. Right. And I think when people think is like the health part of cardio, it's if you run, mm-hmm. you're healthy. Yes. If you don't run, you're not healthy. Yes. But like, I truly believe that you can get cardio in even through powerlifting. And this is from my 100%. ignorant standpoint 100%. that, holy hell, like you were sweating your ass off mm-hmm. that day. Like yes. you were sweating. That's not, that's not new. Like that's been happening. No, no, no. That's, that's every single workout, right. every single day. And it's like, it's not just me. That's like the, the powerlifting. No, now true. You can eat cheeseburgers for every meal sure. and eat like crap and have a terrible, terrible diet and put on body fat and look like your stereotypical the, the, yeah. powerlifter. But if you have a, and, and I have about a 70 to 30% clean to unclean whatever sure you know nutrition plan or meal plan well and at the end of, like you have a very good physique like I'm, you really I'm do around like so i walk around at 12 to 15 percent body fat yeah like, and yearly day to day and i don't try and, and how tall are you six foot six yeah. one on a good day right right <laughs> um, and we talked about that in the last podcast i remember <laughs> so you saying well my what's the on. average yeah, for a for a power lifter is it much higher than that i mean that's that 
that's hard to say. Well, I mean, that that was the interesting thing about Franco Colombo. I mean, he was shorter than me. I think he was under five eight, wasn't yeah, he? He was like five, like six, like soup, say. but but yeah. just nothing but muscle. It was a fridge. I mean, yeah, he was solid. Yeah. <laughs> so, and in, in that, like, that was something that we were talking about. What do you think dictates, like, you know, like Eddie, like Eddie Hall, and is it Eddie Hall? Eddie Hall. Yeah. Eddie Hall, and like. Like all of you so know now, the top five or six. Why so are they so much bigger? Man. Okay, we're, we're looking at a different sport. So that is but a different piece. It is a different. It's a different sport. It's still strength though. Okay. So I mean, I would you can yeah classify that in the same thing. Strongmen do bench squat. Dead. Okay. It may be a different variation. So they may be deadlifting. You know, a tractor right instead of a barbell right. But it's you know it's the same thing. Um, you you will never be uh, as strong as you could potentially be being low body fat that makes sense yeah makes total sense. weight pushes weight yeah the strong men have to eat so much they have to be so big they have to have such a high percentage of body fat or to a certain degree that's still within a healthy functional means right to be able to perform but a 180 pound 185 pound person is never going to be a strong man because of the body fat right because of the size but if you but if you looked at it and you were like all right i don't like because the strongmen, they do not give a crap what they look like. Nope. There is zero interest at all. It's 100% performance. Mm -hmm. So if you, let's say that you were going to be a strongman, mm -hmm. like you would just start eating in abundance and like caloric surplus. Yes. And Eddie Hall actually is a perfect example. Yeah. You look at, uh, so the top three, top four strongmen in the world, uh, Brian Shaw, Eddie Hall, Zadrunas Zaviskas. Mm -hmm. Which he's like. He is he's like number the, one, right? He's probably the strongest man in history. Right. With all the he's ridiculous. And then Hafthor Jornson. You can't, you know, you got to mention Hafthor. Yeah. But Eddie Hall started out as a competitive swimmer. I didn't realize that. Yeah, dude. <laughs> he When he was a kid, like uh, 10 to 15, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that, what's he the, was a swimmer. What's the documentary? I watched Eddie it. Eddie Hall Strongman. That's that's what yeah, it was. Yeah, Nailed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's on Netflix. That's yeah, why I know about him. Watch it. Watch it. Well worth the watch. It's good. Um, but yeah, and he then got into powerlifting, did a couple meets, and then found Strongman and realized like, okay, I'm not gonna be. And he's my height. Like he was around my size. Really, six foot, like 180, 200 pounds. You know, lean guy, but strong. Mm. And then wanted to get into Strongman. Wanted to be the strongest man in the world. Realized you will never be the strongest man in the world. Yeah at 180, 200 pounds, like yeah. you have to be 300, 400 pounds. And hmm. your words. So before we hopped on the show, before we hopped on the podcast, Jenna said, you're, you're not, you're, you're feeding a machine. That's mm -hmm. a thousand percent what it is. You're yes. feeding a machine. You know, yes. you're, you're eating for performance. Mm -hmm. You're not eating for physique. You know, so interesting concept. No, no. And, and that's, I mean, most powerlifters don't care about their physique. If we're being honest, you know, especially like, you know, the over 200 plus, like right. super heavyweights. Like you look at Ray Williams, like big Ray Ray. He doesn't give a shit if he's got a six pack. The man right. squats a thousand pounds raw. Yeah. Like <laughs> he doesn't care. And raw means you don't have wraps. You don't no have wraps. You nothing got like that. Sleeves and you got a belt on. Yep. Basically what you see in the gym every day, what, you know, right. anybody has in their, their regular gym bag. Right. But do you care at all about your physique or do you care more about the performance? Cause I, the first time we ever, it was the first time we lifted, like, mm -hmm. like we had talked about how I'm sort of, I, I sort of have this, like this pretty boy type of lifting. That's who I am. That's what I've always done. You are pretty. Well, and I don't say that, and I don't say that to put myself down. Like, yeah, I've worked really hard and I've got some damn yeah. good photos out of it. Like yeah. I got pride in that, but I'm ready to learn something new. So I say that, that at the end of our session, you were like, all right, 
let's see, let's see, let's see what we got. We took our shirts off and flex. And I was like, this is so great. This is like melting into both worlds. <laughs> so like, that's another reason that, that I'm so drawn to you is that you do have, you know, some care of your physique. So do you feel like you go back and forth or what's the deal? So, I mean, like I, I used to be big, like I came from being fat. So once I got in shape and could see abs, I was like, I don't really want to let those go. Like I kind of, I kind of like them. I kind of like being strong too. Sure. Uh, so for me personally, and, and I, I truly feel like this is for everyone across the board. If you, unless you were, you're wanting to be a strong man or you're wanting to, to set, you know, certain type of records, your body is going to find a weight that's comfortable for you, whether you're active sure. or inactive. Sure. So active, obviously it's going to be a little bit higher because the, the muscle is going to be there. You're going to be burning body fat. You're going to be, you know, you're going to need a little bit more weight, quote unquote. It will be healthy weight because it's muscle. Muscle is more than fat. Right. But your body's going to find the, that homeostasis type body weight for you. Sure. My personal homeostasis body weight is around 180 to 200 pounds. Yeah. That's a 20 pound gap. That's pretty big. Yeah. Mo I wouldn't recommend to any of my clients like, Hey, chill around 20 pounds, yeah. you know, but I compete, I compete in different weight classes. I have to have right. kind of that different, different. different. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, you, you'll find your, your weight that kind of feels comfortable for you. For me, 180, 200 pounds. Once I found that I was like, all right, I'm not going to get fat again. I don't care if that means I'm not going to be as strong as I could potentially be. I want to stay in this 20 pound gap and see how far I can progress in that. There, um, John Hack, he's a lifter out of like Illinois. Mm. He's the number one 181 pound lifter in the world. Just totaled 2,000 pounds raw. And what that means is you have three different lifts the bench press, the squat, and the deadlift, equaling all of those lifts. The most amount of weight that he lifted was that two number. Pounds, yes. That's uh, unbelievable. Raw. At 181. That's, that's unbelievable. That's 20 pounds. That's 20 pounds more than me mm -hmm. lifting. That's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. So, well, why would I not want to stay aesthetically pleasing and just get stronger on that? Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. I could potentially total 2,500 if I went up to 300 pounds, but I don't want to do that. And that's the point. It's what you want to do. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So diving back into the more of the training side of it, um, one of the first things I brought to Josh was, hey, I'm looking at this program 531. I'm looking at this program 753, which is by Matt Ogus, sort of a, a blend of power is power building basically. Um, but because I'm so ignorant to the sport, I don't know. I was just like, this is where I'm starting and like dive into that. Tell me like the misconceptions, I guess on this five, three, one, which is like considered the gold standard of powerlifting. So I feel like five, three, one was written for the gen pop. Okay. I feel like if you are new to the sport, yeah. you are very uneducated in powerlifting. You don't know anybody. Yeah. It's a, it's a, a fair benchmark to start at if you have zero people around you to help you. Exactly. Yep. It's it's nothing super crazy heavy wise. Like you you find your one rep max and then you do a workout based on that. And it's it's all off a website. It's free. Like it's right. But it can't. It, but it can be, and is being done in a much better way. Yes. Yeah. Because not five three one. So in a perfect world, you would run five three one for three weeks deload and then your lifts are just going to go up okay. so your total everything your maxes everything is going up in a deload if you don't know is basically a week that you take to deload the weights you decrease the percentage or yes. volume of what you're doing you're, you're helping your central nervous system recover there you so go. you can progress further yep. because no matter how good the training is how good the nutrition is if the recovery is not there yeah everything goes to shit yeah like you have to recover right and the only way you recover 
is sleep. Yep. That's like, that's it. Yep. You don't, you don't recover laying on the couch, watching TV, watching Netflix, just hanging out. Oh, I'm relaxing. Yeah. You're relaxed, but you only recover when you sleep. That's when your body rebuilds everything you just broke down in the gym, because that's what you're doing in the gym. When you're lifting weights is you're breaking down muscle, you're tearing it, you're shredding it, you're destroying the muscle. Yep just to get rebuilt when you sleep to grow back and rebuild so for all you people out there that are lifting and trying to exercising trying to lose weight and nothing's happening sleep more yeah like sleep more so basic but true it'll help mm-hmm. promise you <laughs> that recovery piece <laughs> promise the recovery you. piece all right we've been we've been ruling it so go ahead i know you want to jump in here oh i did have a couple questions for you <laughs> so for those of you who are not specifically interested in this topic thank you by the way for sticking with us so long um i think there's uh, some universal principles that we've kind of touched on here that don't necessarily only apply to power lifting um there's nuances for everyone i think yeah absolutely and i think for those of you watching and listening that aren't specifically interested in power lifting i think that you know you can still take away from this conversation. Absolutely. Um, something that you said specifically is that you got to find your own homeostasis. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you might not look exactly like the quintessential power lifter and that's okay with you yeah. because you're, you do you. Because exactly. that's you. Yeah. That's like you. I, could, I could give a shit if like, if I don't look like everybody, like I, Hello, yo, I got a hat on. <laughs> if, like, I have a crazy haircut. I got a beard. Like, I tattoos. Like, I'm bit. Like, I don't give a shit what right. people think about me. Right. I, like, I really don't care. Yeah. So if if I don't fit the stereotypical mold of a powerlifter, that's fine. I take my shirt off and I look better than the t- stereotypical powerlifter. There you go. Right. I'm good. I like. I have visible quads. I have visible abs. I'm yeah. vascular. I'm not on gear. So yeah. any kind of performance enhancing drug to make me look this way. Right. It's. All Diet, you. exercise, and recovery. It's just hard work. That's it. Yep. It's very simple. Yep. Yeah. And so my question specifically, um, I, I know I hear from competitors, like aesthetic competitors and that sort of thing, that it's really, that leading up to competition is really just a total mind it's bender. Like, do you feel Fuck. that way too with powerlifting? Because you're not necessarily. Really? Mm. Okay. Yeah. Is this oh, what I was curious? Oh my God. Because if, it's less, you know, you're judging not the, more so. the weight and if not, not the more look. so. Because, because okay. at the end of the day, let's say, let's say you're a bodybuilding competitor. At yeah. the end of the day, you can say, well, fuck the judge. He just didn't like me. Oh, there's an escape. Ooh. He, yeah. was, he was prejudiced. He didn't like blue eyed guys named Matt. Right. You know, his wife slept with uh, Matt one time. Right. And now I just hate all Matt. So there's politics. Yeah. yeah. Whereas in powerlifting, um, Hello. <laughs> you didn't lift. You didn't pick it up, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that you makes can't, sense. You can't put that on anybody other than you. And like, yeah, it, in, being in competition is it, 100% different. Like the mindset's different. The the environment, everything is different. You're using kilo plates other than pounds. Kilo plates are their own animal, their own monster. And like nothing is worse. Nothing is worse than being in a meet and lifting less then you know you can lift. Yeah. But I find oh. I find that beautiful though because that's a thousand percent on you. And like mm-hmm. like you just said, like there is no scapegoat. So when you said sort of the mind like the mind fuck that it is, like when it comes to physique or bodybuilding competitions, mm-hmm. like when you said that I immediately thought of the detrimental 
like the negativity that comes from it, the environment of that. And we've talked about this a little bit. It's just, Mm -hmm. I feel for me, it's a negative toxic area that I'm not interested in. However, the powerlifting side, all I've ever seen on the internet and on TV, but all I've ever seen (laughs) is it's, it's everybody's just pushing everybody and sure there's competition and you know, Mm -hmm. I want to beat that dude, but it's, it's you versus, yeah, but it's you versus you rather than man, like he's not nearly as dry as he should have come in. You know, he's not nearly as, it's just, Cause I mean, even if we're in the same weight class and at a meet, yeah. like it's still me versus the weight, like we're competing against each other, but that's, yeah, it's not, I'm not being judged by a person. It's not subjective. And, and kind of the, to retrace to the mind state thing, when you were competing and you're, you're cutting down on body fat, you're limiting sodium, you're limiting your water intake, carbs, pro, you start messing with everything, your brain starts your hormones are all over the place. Oh, dude. And it takes months yep. after a competition to get back to homeostasis. Yep. If potentially ever, like yep. you could, you're doing drastic, drastic things. Unhealthy to, things. Unhealthy things. Thousand percent. To the composition of your, your brain, to how it releases certain, you know, certain chemicals throughout the body. Like you're, you're messing with all that. And the, yeah, it's, it's more, I don't want to say powerlifting is harder than bodybuilding. Uh, bodybuilding is probably the hardest thing one person could ever physically do. Sure. It's, it's insane to go yeah. through a complete prep to get on stage. I, I think it's more personally, mentally mind fucking, if that makes sense for the, the strength aesthetic or, you know, part of it, because yeah, I'm not messing with chemicals in my brain as I'm getting prepped for this meat, whereas I would be for a show. So what does, like, what does a prep look like now that you're how many weeks out? Six weeks. So what does what does that prep actually look like? So I'll go through five weeks of a strength block. Okay. Basically, uh, heavy or weight for a couple reps. Uh, like today's today's workout. Let's see here, trusty old coach. I have paused high bar squats and then incline bench. So accessory lifts that I would do that aren't on the competitive side. Okay. So I don't high bar squat in competition and you don't incline bench in competition. Mm. You flat bench that's across the board. Right. And I personally low bar squat. So these are accessory lifts to help me on my actual lift. And a low bar and high bar squat is basically the difference in where the bar is positioned on yes. the upper part of your back. Not only the positioning of the bar, but the muscles used in the recruitment of getting the weight up. Because so, if, the bar, if the bar is higher up, it's going to, as you travel down, it's going to push you down farther. Uh, not now you use different muscles. So, okay. uh, a high bar squat is typically more quad dominant. Okay. Uh, low bar squat is typically more glute and hamstring dominant. Okay. Uh, you're, you're limiting your range of motion. You're limiting the, the angles at which you would sure. go down. Uh, so it, it involves different types of muscles. Okay. Uh, you're still using your legs, obviously, but sure. high bar definitely more just quads. a little bit recruitment yes, differences. Yes. All right, keep going. I'll cut you off. Go ahead. Um, so I like this week one getting into like officially prep, um, you know, high bar squats, incline bench, uh, tomorrow I've got some sumo deads, which is what I compete in. Uh, I probably won't go back to a conventional deadlift until after I'm done with this competition. Okay. Just because I got to get my body used to pulling sumo yeah. the, all the time. Okay. Um, and then a fourth day, I had a SBD day yesterday, squat bench, deadlift day yesterday. All right. And then, uh, day four is a low bar squat pause bench, which pause bench is basically a competition bench because in competition, the bar has to fully stop on your chest huh. the weight has to stop moving before that judge gives the press command okay so for everybody in the bench it's like oh i can i can bench four or five and they're like let mm. it let it sit there no, yeah, yeah wow yeah. okay control it down hold it press 
that counts as a bench press. Boy, oh mm. boy, oh yeah. boy. The, not the six inches away from the chest okay. or like bouncing it all that. That shit okay. counts now. All right. Um, and then some accessory moves to go on with that. Everything accessory I do is going hand in hand with the main lifts. Okay. So like I do face pulls to help my traps because the trap is what helps the deadlift. Okay. Um, part of my deadlift workout this week, I have to do uh, my top sets and my heaviest set is, of deadlifts. I have to do a three second hold on the last lift. So pick the weight up and hold it to help with grip strength. My grip was fucking up a couple weeks ago, had a couple issues with it. Mm-hmm. Now we're working on grip strength. So everything I do from this point leading up is for that prep. For, or, you know, that prep is for that meat. Okay. And your nutrition? Yeah, what does the nutrition side look at? Look like? Okay. See, I'm different. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is going to piss a lot of It pisses my girlfriend off a whole lot. You get, can, to, you get to eat more. I get to eat more and... I can cut out like one or two things and I drop weight. Like really? Super, oh yeah. Okay. Super quick. You uh, think that's because it's such high output? You yes. think it's such high output and obviously genetics, the way your body, your body type, all that. Yeah. Yeah. It's genetics play a lot with it. I'm not genetically gifted by any means, mm-hmm. um, but genetics do play a, a good role in it. But yeah, just the, the amount of workload you're putting on your body burns so many, so many calories. Yeah. That so makes sense. A lot of stuff happening at one time. That makes sense. Um, but nutrition for me, at least, uh, or for this meat, and it'll kind of taper off. I have to talk with, speak, speak with my nutritionist, uh, next week. So when I'm five weeks out, it's kind of dial it in just a little bit more. Okay. Um, I'm not worried about being overweight or coming in overweight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm right on track where I should be. Okay. I woke up this morning at 187 pounds. Still plenty of time. I have to be 181.5. Okay. Literally for five minutes. Yeah. Like yeah. You got plenty go, of time. To go in, like, get in my underwear, yeah. stand on scale, then be like, all right, cool. Yeah. As soon as I get off that scale, I can get back up to 190, and it's legal because I have 24 hours to right. I lift. Yeah. So Absolutely. That's, that's the shit. I love that. Yeah. One, one <laughs> You said 187 down to 181? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plenty and, of time. And being, I mean, if being drastic, I could just do a straight up water cut mm-hmm. and wouldn't even have to mess with my nutrition, but yeah. I'm trying to do this healthy and maintain strength. Yeah. When you start drastically cutting water, you lose strength. Sure. Like your muscles are water. So exactly. Suck everything out of it. There goes half yeah. your strength. And then there, there's Real your quick. performance all the leading up to it and all that. So yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I actually have a couple questions for you all. By all means. All right. Yes. All right. Let's see here. Um, what exercises would you say transpose into real world application? So what, uh, what's something that, you would prescribe to your clients or what's something you would tell a friend that would uh, help them on a day-to-day quality of life type thing? So as a trainer, question. I, I believe in the core four. Um, I believe in bench press, deadlift, overhead press, and the squat. I believe that if you build programming based on that and then whatever else you want to spider web out, I think that that's the ultimate importance um, I value that higher than cardio. I value that higher than anything. I think that strength training is the ultimate. Um, put me on record as it, but starting there. So let's say you can't do, you know, a, let's say you can't do a weighted squat with a barbell. Then it starts with, you know, if you, let's say you can't even do a regular squat, it starts off with a box squat. And we've talked about this a little bit, yeah. you know, there's adaptations of the squat. There's adaptations of the bench. There's adaptations of all the core four, mm-hmm. um, but I think that you have to start there and that that needs to be the core, the core four. But Jenna, I mean, so 
uh, Josh and I are personal trainers. Jenna is not. She is a nurse. Um, wah, wah, wah. But you, <laughs> she's but, a cool kid. But she, I mean, she's she's gained. I mean, she's gained a lot of knowledge on her own personal journey, and of course, mm. you know, through help from me. Um, but this is something I've never. This is something that I've never asked Jenna. So that's a really good question. Okay. You know, throughout your learning process, what have you found as the most important pieces for you, like? Like mine is the core four. Like I can tell you very easily. But what is yours? Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna have a similar answer to that as well. Um, you know, following other women on social media and other platforms, I've tried to start you know getting fancy with you know these crazy fancy movements. <laughs> and really, when I get back to just the basic movements the you know a squat a lunge a, you know you know basic core work just trying to do a not sissy push-up <laughs> um now would so would you categorize really would you categorize that in like three or four different movements or like upper mid lower or how would you classify that i don't know i'm not a personal trainer <laughs> <laughs> well no because when you said like the core basics like what is that to you um putting you on the spot yeah, yeah, I know. The person who doesn't know the names of most things. And let me tell you, my personal trainer that um, lives in my home with me and does all of my personal training, I, I have no idea what most of these movements are. There's something, what did I call for the longest time? A marshmallow squeeze? Marshmallow squeeze was a uh, bent over row. Mm-hmm. Be well, that was the, but, <laughs> but, but let me tell you why. <laughs> let me tell you why, though. Let me tell you why. So, <laughs> she was when I was when I was trying to teach her to contract her back I said think of there's a marshmallow in the middle of your back okay. and that you need to squeeze your back and try to crush uh -huh. that marshmallow and for some reason that stuck in her head okay yep. um, for whatever reason I'm picturing you just like squeezing the shit out of the Michelin <laughs> man I'm like how is that a bunch of <laughs> um, okay I, I like that I like that so what would you say to that I'm interested so I, I'm, I'm with the core four with compound movements, obviously. Okay. The compound movement is going to be the best beneficial thing you can do overall. Sure. Um, I would, If I had to limit it to a couple things, I would limit it to two moves. Okay. The deadlift okay. and the farmer's walk. Really? Yes. Okay. Because at no point in time in my life have I ever had something on my back that I had to squat down and stand back up with. Sure. No point in time in my life have I had something laying on me that I had to press off. Like, okay. never been trapped under a car never had any heavy females lay on me. <laughs> we can edit that out. <laughs> um, but there have been times in my life, you know, working on jobs or working at your regular nine to five job where there's something heavy on the ground okay. that you got to pick up. There are also times mm -hmm. in my life, specifically every Sunday where I have to go to the trunk of my car, grab a bunch of groceries. And since I'm a man, I'm only doing it in one trip yeah, and I'm walking inside. <laughs> default. That's a deadlift. That's a farmer's walk. Yeah. All day. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Got a good one. The big and bulky myth. Okay. We've talked about this before. The concept of, and I think yes. this is very specific to women. Yes. Very specific 100%. to women that yeah. if I lift weights, I'm going to get big and bulky. Let me tell you something real quick. I've been working on this 10 years and I've been working on this bulky thing for a long time and I'm still not there. Okay. All right. So it, I, I mean, there's so much behind this that makes me roll my eyes every time. Usually this comment is made out of ignorance. Yes. You know, it's, it's always, mm -hmm. uh, it's always someone that is not keen to understanding it. Yes. You know? Yeah. And I think it's a cop out too. 
Ooh. Okay. All right. I've never I, heard lo- that. I love that. I like that. that okay. I think it's a cop out. Give you a little of- hand of applause. That was that was good. That's a highlight right there. Go ahead. Because y- you're you're reaching here by saying, "Oh, I'm not going to work out because I don't want to get big and bulky." Yeah. Like I got to tell you, that doesn't happen by accident. No, it doesn't. So so that's going back to genetics. So let's let's say you're not putting any male hormones in your body. Sure. Okay. Well, let's break it down there first. So male and female hormones, that's, what's, that's what determines this big and bulky look. Yes. That's okay. why I have testosterone. Yeah. That's why I look like this and Matt looks like that. Yeah. Jenna has estrogen. Just such that's lower. Why she is. Just such lower <laughs> test levels over here. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm no. taller. I'm taller. I yeah, have more. It's true. Um, but I mean, if, if go, kind of going back to genetics, if, if you growing up as a, as a little girl, if you looked tomboyish, so if you looked like a linebacker right. as a six-year-old, and then you start weight training, lifting heavy, you're going to have more of a V taper, X taper. Sure. More aggressive. Physique. Yeah. More, more mm-hmm. hard line for, you know, aggressive physique. Yes. But if you're, you know, if you were a regular dainty, quote unquote, yeah, yeah. little, little girl didn't look big and manly as a kid, you start weight training, you start lifting heavy, your physique is going to become more feminine. Yeah. Like you're mm-hmm. going to become sexier. That's what's interesting. You're going to have yeah. bigger and nicer curves. You might just be sharper, but like, I mean, it takes a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I know, I know a few, um, competitive female, com- competitive bodybuilders. Um, actually a good friend of ours, Jen Strobo. She's actually a pro. Um, and when she's on stage, she is big and bulky and lean and is, but she has, do- she has devoted her life to that. Yes. Dana Lynn Bailey, she's also a person, um, I don't know if I've introduced, Jen, I don't know if I've ever introduced her to you. Not, I don't know her, I was but about to say, do you know yeah, her you know, she's over there. No, Dana Lynn Bailey, like she, she is the definition of some, of a girl that is big and bulky, but it's because that girl is that's what she's wanted to do she loves yeah. that look that's what she's after but if do you're you not think she's ever taken anything I, I mean that's all subjective okay that's all subjective i feel like anybody that's that i feel like anybody that's an ifbb pro that has done anything significant i how can you possibly compete mm-hmm. being natural that's me not being in the space that's an assumption I, i've never been on mm-hmm. that stage so who knows i neither i yeah i've never been on the ifbb stage uh i I would have to agree with you. For the record, one. for the record, anybody that's listening, IFBB is the International Federation of Bodybuilding. It's yes. it's the pinnacle of physique. Top tier. Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, it, it's the Olympia is like the Super Bowl of bodybuilding. So yes, um, and I want to say something, just an observation of hearing the type of person that tends to say, "I don't lift weights because I don't want to get big and bulky," tends to be the type of person that. If that were to happen by accident, that would take years yeah. of training Seriously. to accidentally happen. Seriously. Yeah, it's, it's not the the fit athletic person no. that's saying that. Mm. It's the person who, in my opinion, is using it as a cop out. That's that that's I've never thought of that, but that's such a good point. And I, it's so interesting because like you said earlier, when a female starts doing deadlifts and squats and all that, I mean it's really interesting what happens to their body. You, you sort of expect it from a man, yeah. but when you put somebody on a bar that's a female, that's, I mean, you're right. Like they just become sharper and it's actually, it's a, it's a very appealing look and it's mm-hmm. just them pushing their body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we, I feel like we hit that topic. Yeah. I, I, I do like that. I love that. Now thinking about it, I've it's never true. had even an athletic 
female tell me that I don't want to lift weights because I don't want to be big and bulky. Big and bulky. It's, it's true. Yeah, because they know well, better than that. Yeah, it's normally. Yeah, and and like I think that some people believe that though, I, and it may truly, be a cop yes. out as well. Yes. Yeah, but it's it's intentionally not educating yourself about yeah. how you could do better. It's just using. Well, I don't. I don't want to look like that. Well, I got to tell you, you don't end up looking like that by accident yeah. or by even just going to the gym and working out on your own. It's like born of ignorance. Those. Those people that are big and bulky and competing, they have multiple coaches. They do that yep. full time on yes. purpose. Yep. That's that's yes. not an accident. Nope. So even if it's not your your job to be a competitor, that's still your life. Like if, if yeah. you have a nine to five to pay your bills, it's that's what it is. It's right. to pay your bills. Right. If you could get paid for lifting, you'd be doing it. Right. right? You know. Yeah. And kind of to, to tie it all back in with strength and functionality, can you gain strength? or size solely from functional training? Say it one more time. Can you gain strength slash size solely from doing functional training? I don't believe so. Okay. What do you think? Hell no. Okay, there you go. Hell no. Define for me functional training. Please. Uh, Anything that's not a compound lift. Compound. I'll classify it like that. Because, I mean, we, sure. we could spend an hour talking right. about, you know, the differences between the two. Right. But it's and a, a com- compound lift. And a compound lift is a multi-joint movement. So the deadlift, the squat, the red press, the, you know, the bench, all that. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Whereas functional training would be anything full body. So, you know. Uh, hit stuff. Hit stuff. Yeah. Body weight stuff. Burpee, blah, blah, blah. So do, what you, do you think you can gain size or strength from just functional? So what do you... It, I guess it depends on your baseline. Well, what do you know about build... Like, what is it that builds muscle? Like, what type of training do you know builds muscle? I, I don't know. It's hypertrophy. Okay. Hypertrophy literally means that, the building yeah. of the muscle, break it down, build it, build it more, and that's typically in that 3 to 12 rep range. Um, so anyway, my answer is no. I don't believe that you can solely gain size from this. No. And I wouldn't even say you can gain real strength as well. You may gain some strength, yes, sure. because you're you're putting something, you're putting a stressor on the body. Yep. The body is going to adapt or it's going to die. Yeah, plain and simple. So yep. you're going to gain some strength, yes, but don't mistake that for actual strength. That was a good question to bring up. It brings yeah. a lot of context. Yeah. I like that. I think it boils back down to what your goals are too. Absolutely. What oh, yeah. what At you're trying to accomplish? Thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was awesome. Yeah, and I have to bring up the point since we're sitting in here. Yeah. Um, we've repainted this entire house. How many times? Four. <laughs> Four times. <laughs> Every room in this house. <laughs> um, but this room um, was different because the last time we painted, I hadn't started working out. Oh, wow. I was and, wondering where you've taken this. Okay, uh, go ahead. This room, we painted twice in less than two hours, and I did not use a ladder. Um, and it's just that like extra, like I wasn't exhausted in the middle of it. Like I would normally take a yeah. break cause it's a, I mean, it's a full body workout to, to paint a room. Not, yeah. You were just, Josh, you were just painting not long ago uh, or wait, are you still painting? No, you we, finished we it. We finished Monday. Okay. Me and my girlfriend busted our ass Monday yeah. to get our bedroom painted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's we'll a, it's a hard workout, but I was able to, you know, stretch far enough to get the roller all the way up to the ceiling, yeah. which, you know, even a year and a half ago, up and down on the stupid ladder. I love that. Um, so would you say 
getting stronger has helped you with your day-to-day quality of your life? Absolutely. Activities of daily living. What? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> what? I mean, just the simple stuff. Like, um, it was just this light bulb moment. One day I was, I had to bring like four gallons of orange juice into work one day mm-hmm. and we park like a ridiculous um, yep. distance away from the <laughs> yeah. hospital. And um, I had my dorky little rolly bag for work and all four gallons of orange juice and just mm-hmm. hiked on in and it wasn't a big deal. And halfway in, I was like, this would have taken a couple trips yeah. before. And I can't say that my arms weren't a little shaky by the time I got there, yeah, but, you could manage but I could it. do it. Yeah. yeah. So, well, this has been absolute fire. Uh, I've really, really enjoyed this. Do either one of y'all have anything else? I think that was a really good. Yeah. We covered a lot. We did. That was uh, that was awesome, Josh. Our first video podcast guest. Hey. I'm so excited. Like I'm so fired up for this. This is so fun, um, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you are listening, go check us out on the BTYE podcast YouTube channel, um, and the BTYE Instagram. Yeah, we got an IG now. Um, we need to link that to Matt Lane Fitness page. That's good. Way. That's good. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, Appreciate you. Thank you. you. Yeah. Um, this has been fun. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, we will talk to you guys next week. This has been the Better Than Yesterday Everyday Podcast. We want to thank you for listening and invite you to subscribe to the show as well and follow Matt Lane Fitness on YouTube. Until next time, you don't have to be perfect. Just be better than yesterday every day.